Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I am Lorraine, and I am your host today, uh, reading from James chapter 2, and this is episode 44.4. So welcome, and thank you once again for joining me on this uh, wonderful journey that we're on together, uh, reading God's Word once a day, one chapter a day, five days a week. Um, that's what Leap of Faith Podcast is all about, just reading God's Word once a day. Uh, so thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I don't know what time it is that you're doing this, but I'm just glad that you're here with me. So I am not going to delay. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, go ahead and open up in prayer, and then we will dive into chapter two. So let's pray. Holy and mighty God, we are so grateful and so thankful and come to you in uh, humility. And we know that you provide everything for us, you are in control of everything, and that you are a God of order, and that you have everything planned out according to what your will is, and we are just thankful that we don't have to think about anything. Uh, Lord, just give us the strength to put everything into your hands. We ask you to order our steps and to help us to focus on whatever it is that you want us to do according to whatever your will is for us. We thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross and the, the, the blood he shed for our sins and the, the gift of forgiveness that comes with that. Lord, we are so thankful that uh, we didn't have to do anything for it. You gave your son to us freely in his life for us. So thank you so much for doing that. Lord, we uh, are so blessed and thankful for those who are out there, every listener who is a part of this. I ask for blessings over them and their families and their lives, and uh, just to just continue watching over them. I thank you for the, the friendship I have with Jeremiah and uh, all the time that he puts into this podcast and the backside that he does on the, the work on the, on the backside that we don't know about. Lord, bless and watch over our families uh, protect them from any evil or evildoers, Lord. Uh, I pray over their health and their finances and their education and whatever it is that they're that they're in need of in this moment. Lord, we invite you into this time in your word. We ask you to anoint it and bless it and reveal to us exactly what it is that you want us to, to learn from today's reading. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say. And keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right, let's dive into chapter two, and this is episode 44.4. A warning against prejudice. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor, well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? 
Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. For the person who keeps all the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. For the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery, you have still broken the law. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. Faith without good deeds is dead. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But when you don't give that person any food or clothing, what good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Well, good for you. Even the, the, even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. All right, so uh, I didn't really highlight a lot in the very first couple of verses. Um, I guess I should have. Um, I guess when it starts out with um, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? Um, and then it goes you know, on to say, you know, if somebody comes into your meeting and dressed in fancy clothes, and somebody else comes in poor and dressed in not so fancy clothes. Uh, you know, if you if you give special attention to the ones that are all fancy and pretty, and not to the ones that aren't, then you know you're committing a sin basically. And and uh, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Um, you know, I go I I got a, I had a picture in my head of church. And, uh, you know, they always say that, you know, the people, you know, they want to sit in the front row, you know, the ones that have the most prestige and clout and, you know, they want to sit in the front. 
and then they look down upon the guy who comes dressed in, you know, maybe the, maybe they're a homeless person and they just want to come in and listen to church. Uh, but yet they're looking down on that person who's, you know, dressed in dirty clothes. And so they make him stand in the back of the church. Um, you know, everybody should be able to come to church no matter what they look like. Uh, I remember back in the day when I used to go to church with my family and we were all dressed up in our pretty dresses and I think the girls had to wear hats and you couldn't go into the church without a hat and all this other stuff. God doesn't care. He doesn't care what you look like. He doesn't care. He just wants you to be there and he wants you to, 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 to be uh, in a relationship with him. That's what the big deal is. So you should not be judging people on what they look like or how much money they have or what kind of car they drive, it doesn't matter. Who cares, you know, as long as you have belief and faith in Christ. So, and then um, I, I actually start highlighting in nine, uh, if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin, you are guilty of breaking the law. Um, for the, per okay, so this kind of, kind of resonated with me. For the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has been, has broken all of God's laws. For the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery, you have still broken the law. Again, this goes back to sin is sin. It doesn't matter what. In God's eyes, it doesn't matter if you stole a pencil or you stole a car. It doesn't matter. Uh, sin is sin. It doesn't matter You know, if you, if you killed somebody. If you killed somebody... Uh, or you lied. Uh, it, it's all sin in God's eyes. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is the fact that he gave us the gift of Jesus Christ to save us from ourselves, basically. And his sacrifice, his one and only sacrifice on the cross, his perfect and spotless blood is what cleans us of all of our sins. And so we're saved. And so we are forgiven because of Jesus. So that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, because God forgives us. And it, there are no little, little white lies. A lie is a lie. It doesn't matter. That's what, it's, that's what this is trying to say. So if you committed one, you've committed all, it doesn't matter. You've sinned, period. Okay, going to get off of that soapbox. Uh, and then the very last verse I did highlight <clears throat> in 13, there will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. Uh, if you are not gracious, uh, God's not going to show you grace. And uh, But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. Uh, I don't know what God's um, judgment is. I don't know how it works in heaven. Uh, I know, you know, you know, there are super saints on this earth that uh, do seem to do everything right, uh, even though we know nobody's perfect. But I don't know if they get more crowns in heaven than those who believe but don't do. I don't know how it works, honestly. Uh, I'm sure there's something in here, and as somebody who's more versed and educated in, uh, you know, gone to a seminary, maybe they know a little bit more than I, they probably do know more than I do. But the point is uh, that um, God shows mercy, and uh, he—I don't know how the judgment's going to end. You know, I just hope He's merciful to me in the end, because I certainly have not been perfect in this life. Uh, 
Okay, faith without good deeds is dead. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Again, it goes back to, you know, you, you got to show what you're, what you're learning about God and, uh, and your faith. You know, you, wanna, you want people to say, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so, oh, yeah, he's a Christian. I, I can tell by the way they act. You want them to know that you're a Christian because of the things you're doing. You know, Christians today are getting a bad rap. And uh, it, I mean, they've always been getting a bad rap, but because people think that because you're a Christian, you're supposed to be perfect. Uh, and they don't get the fact that we're not perfect. We're absolutely 100% not perfect. We're not any better than anybody else. We are Christians, but we're not perfect. You know, we, we, we are, susceptible to the exact same temptations that everybody else is uh, susceptible to you know that's what it comes down to and you know you have to try to overcome those temptations you know nobody's infallible all right uh in 17 uh, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds uh it's dead and useless um and then down into uh 18 how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. This is James talking. Um, and then 21, uh, he uses Abraham as the perfect example of, of who had faith. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by the, his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions work together. You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about. He, he had so much faith in God that he went up the mountain with his son, uh, with the wood and he built the altar and he placed his son on the altar. He was getting ready to sacrifice him. I mean, right down to the very second. And then God swoops in and he says, you know what? Don't do it. Don't do it. I see how faithful you are. And I see how you were going to do it because Abraham knew that whatever God was planning, it was going to be used for the good of the kingdom. He knew that. And that's what God does. He uses whatever it is for the good. And that's, you know, even if you've chosen unwisely, he will take that and put it to good. I know that as the day is long. And then I love this line. He was even called the friend of God. I love that. Uh, and then he mentions Rahab, the prostitute. Uh, she knew that, uh, you know, God was going to take care of her. And so she helped out the messengers. I don't remember exactly which book that's in, but I'm sure that we can look it up. What is that? 25. It usually tells you where it is. It says uh, Isaiah 41.8 is what it looks like to me. So we can always go back and read that, or you can go back and read it uh, on your own. So, so that's it for today. Uh, again, always blessed by uh, what we've been reading. Um, I will not let this moment go by with, uh, because the fact is that if, uh, if you uh, commit your life to Jesus, uh, you will be saved. So, but in order to do that, you, uh, you need to ask for forgiveness and say it out loud. So I always give you the opportunity to do that uh, by saying the prayer. It's not by me. It's between you and God, always. I always say that. I will always say that. Um, so I'm going to lead you in the prayer. And... Uh, and if you're a believer already, feel free to say it with us. So let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect to know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. 
I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Welcome into the kingdom of, uh, of heaven, basically. You are a brother or sister in Christ now. Mark it in your Bible. Uh, again, I, I haven't done this in a while, but this is our Daily Walk Bible, and it is the New Living Translation. Mark it in your Bible that today was a day that you uh, have a new, a new birthday in Christ. And tell somebody, the person who's probably been praying for you, would love to know, we would love to know, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah, if you feel more comfortable writing to him. Uh, go to our website, go to any one of our platforms. I'm not sure how you can leave a message on there, but go for it. Uh, we can try and figure it out. Um, so we strongly suggest that you get to a church or a pastor uh, and uh, help get getting, nav getting pointed in the right direction uh, as to what your next steps are in your new life. So get to a ministry or volunteer, uh, whatever it is, start living for Christ. So that's it for today. Uh, again, as always, I'm so blessed to be able to lead you in this Bible study. And I don't know what time it is that you were able to do it, morning, noon, or night, but uh, I'm so thankful that you were able to. Uh, so um, God bless you. Have a great evening and I will see you tomorrow. Take care.